0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the grounds crew in 91 worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, (laughs) He rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl,
2: anybody? 37.
1: 37. Uh, And between Tony and I, we've probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe... Welcome, Browns backers. Once again, it's Chuck Campisi here with Tony Dick on Believe in the Browns. Brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can also find us at Browns Believe. That's at Browns Believe on Twitter and. Instagram. Football is back, Tony. And while you may not be at the game this year, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. We had the Bengals covering. They did. We had the Browns winning. They did. I had it hitting the over. It did. So if you listened to last week, you got the trifecta. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager. Than any place else. And there's always the online casino. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Tony, you can even bet on if a coach is going to get fined for wearing a mask this week, <laughs> okay? So there's a lot of different things. It's, it's a plus 110, yes, uh, minus 150, no. Uh, if a game's going to be postponed to COVID, all the different stuff you want to bet on. So head on over, gamblers, if you're interested. Tony, a big win for the Browns on Thursday night. Seems to kind of fully dominate That game Score a little closer at the end maybe than than we would have liked. But the offense performed how we thought they were going to perform this year. And let's be honest, the defense probably performed how we thought the defense was going to perform this year. So give us your thoughts on last Thursday night before we look ahead to the game against the Washington football team this week.
2: Well, you know, I I think my biggest takeaway from the game was, and, and we talked about it leading up to the game, that... We needed to establish the run, you know, and and I don't know why. I don't know. It goes back to the Metcalf up the middle, right? Like everybody in town saying, <laughs> why are we doing this yet? Yeah, we keep doing it. I don't know why in that first game. And, and I'm not in any way, shape, or form implying that if we had run the ball more against Baltimore, we would have won. I think it probably would have been a, a more competitive game. You know, with the running that we did this past week, That's what we need to do every week. And you have the backs to do it. I I honestly believe that with the backfield we have, um, we should have two 1,000-yard rushers. I I mean, and they could easily do it. You know, it's just going to be a matter of us feeding them the ball. But um, I thought that was probably one of my biggest takeaways of the game is that we were actually, you know, for once, we were playing to our strengths, and I, I thought we did well with it. You know Baker looked all right, but I, I think that the two heroes of the game were our running backs. I mean, it it, cha- it changed changed the whole rest of the game. I mean, we were controlling the ball, controlling the clock, um, getting first downs, doing all the things we talked about needing to do. And when you see it happen, now, granted, you know, like I said, I, I don't want to pump us up too much. Granted, it was Cincinnati, but you know what? You got to be able to you got to be able to know that you can do it. And you got to be able to put the pieces together. And and and... good
1: teams beat the teams they're supposed to beat, right? So this was a game that, beginning of the season, everyone looked at and said, this is a win. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to move to that average to good team status, you're going to have to win these games. And this game coming up against the Washington football team is another one of those games. But the game on Thursday night, the zone rushing scheme worked, the play action passing worked. The heavy personnel, everything that we were looking for from Stefanski, that we thought he was going to bring, you know, with the two tight end sets and cram the ball down their throat, and then use that play action to open up the passing game. Then, hey man, it all bore fruit on Thursday night, and that's good. And maybe you say, hey, the zone rushing scheme, maybe the players weren't used to it, so hey, it takes a week to it of action to actually adjust. Maybe I'll give them that pass right for week one. But we'll see. I think Washington is a step up above the Bengals, but obviously several steps below the Ravens. So it will be an interesting week. I thought Baker looked good, yeah. right? I don't think he looked great. I don't think he looked amazing. But I don't think we need him to. But this offense as a whole is going to have to carry this team because this defense is... Is not stopping anyone this year, no. because and I said it last week. The offense is going to have to put up thirty every week to be competitive, because the defense is giving up high twenties, thirties every week, and you cannot tell me otherwise. No,
2: I agree with everything you said. I, I mean, I, I just, I think going into this week, if if I were Kevin Stefanski, I just don't change anything like i i I think they can get away with that um and now defensively we're going to have to change something because i know we're getting some of our our players back potentially this week but at the end of the day are they going to be 100 i i I don't know how much of a bump we're going to get there but um i i do believe that we have to even knowing that our personalities our our personnel is going to be limited we're going to have to find a way to not give up 30 points. Like, we can't consistently <laughs> give up 30 points every week and do well. I think maybe against Washington we can we can pull up. But we're not playing Washington. We're not playing Cincinnati every week. Um, so we have to figure out a way when we're playing good teams, you know, how, how do we keep it under 30? Because it puts a ton of pressure on our offense. I think our offense can put up points. But they're still a young o- offense led by a young, you know, quarterback. Do we really want to put the pressure on him to score 40 points a week to win? I mean, I don't think you do, but I think that's that's what it is right
1: now because, Tony, who do, who do you see on this defense stepping up? Or what do you – you're going to – have? I mean, the greatest yeah. schemer in the world. I think even if we – I don't think our defensive coaches are bad, but in my opinion, right, even if you brought in a guy like Wade Phillips, right, a defensive guru, I don't know what he could do with these guys. The front four are performing very well, and that's what we need them yeah. to do. And maybe, like we mentioned last time, Greedy Williams can come back. You can solidify those two corner spots, and that allows you to have a little bit more focus and, hey, you bring your safeties up a little bit and have a little more confidence in your DBs to handle things one-on-one. That's fine. But who's your third corner? Yeah. And, and most teams are going three wide yeah. the majority of the time. So that third corner is going to eat you alive. And I don't think any of our linebackers can cover a tight end.
0: No, I, no. <laughs> no. So I mean, I mean and that's the thing even a,
1: even a guy who I'm not yeah. exactly high on I mean you know I didn't I didn't think he was necessarily the 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 greatest player ever but you know he's put up pretty similar numbers to Baker this season. You know Haskins I think Haskins is even going to have a,
2: a, a decent day. Well if if they attack the middle they'll, they'll do fine. I, I think that's probably the one thing Cincinnati um I felt like they were doing they were doing a pretty good job getting chunks of yards, and how they were getting it was attacking that middle with the run game. And and then they kind of got away from a little bit, which I didn't understand because they they were that first half that I thought they were doing well. You know, they obviously didn't have enough in the tank tank to beat us, but I don't think we were. I don't know. We weren't looking to deliver that knockout blow. Certainly, when you look at the final score, I mean, to to let them put the thirty up. I was a little disappointed with that, but I think the win kind of quells that a little bit. And people say, "Well, hey, we are up," but but you know, you never want to you never want it to get to the point where there is potential for them to win at the end of the game.
1: Well, even I mean, look at what happened with Atlanta and Dallas.
2: Yeah. I mean, you give
1: up that that touchdown with forty seconds left. Yeah. They can kick an onside onside kick, and if they get it, I mean, they did, and they didn't yeah. get it. But if they get it. What's to say that they don't go down and score a touchdown? Yeah, I mean, yes, forty seconds and they got to get down there and they got to score the touchdown. Sure, that complicates things, but it's not impossible. It's not no. never happened, no. and, and it's not never happened to no. a team like the Browns. So, I agree with you. Giving up that late score, I think coming back and right after the the Burrow to Thomas touchdown and having Kareem Hunt and and having that drive that brought them back up, you know, twelve points. That was a really nice thing to see, that, hey, we can go down and you're going to score a touchdown, and, hey, we're going to come down and we're going to match you on that touchdown. Yeah. And that ended up being the decisive score for the Browns. But I agree, giving it up late is is tough. I, I don't see this defense really being able to stop a ton of people this season, and I, I don't see anybody on the street that's really going to make a difference from that standpoint. If, if they were, they'd already have been snapped up yeah. by somebody else and so it's going to have to be a bunch of good scheming and and getting some guys healthy and back into the lineup that are at least familiar with some of the things or have some of those that you know a hey, Mac Wilson he's a young guy i think everybody thinks he can he can play a little bit right getting yeah. him back in you know in a couple of weeks is is going to be a nice add so for it, the yeah. defense and like i've said before getting greedy back on that other corner slot that solidifies things because it moves People further down the depth chart yeah. to either where they should be or at least closer to where they should be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I in in watching, I watched a little bit of the um the 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 practice film yesterday, and um you know it was just good to hear uh greedy Williams talk about the progress and and he's saying all the right things. I mean, I feel like um he has paid attention to making sure that he was. Uh, you know, get getting all his rehab stuff, and he's ready to roll. And I think it'll be interesting to see because I think not only does he talent wise a guy like Greedy, not only does he bring a lot to the table talent wise, because obviously he's going to be able to shut some people down, but I think he also brings uh, a bit of an intensity level, which uh, you, you know it's going to sound goofy, but I think now more than ever that matters because you don't have the crowd. I mean, we saw it in Seattle. Uh, The other night, you know, Seattle typically when you get into that, you know, that fourth and goal from from the two, I mean, that crowd is going bananas. (laughs) And, And that's to that's to, you know, obviously to their advantage, because, you know, Brady maybe has to call a timeout because he can't hear what's going on or players can't hear him calling out audibles. I mean, those are things I think we've kind of taken you know, a little bit for granted in the past, but but there are things that need to be made up, you know, as far as the level of intensity by, you know, teammates on the field. I mean, you almost have to pump yourself up um, because the fans just aren't there. I mean, and, and with us, we'll have our 6,000, but 6,000 is small that big. is just ridiculous. Yeah,
1: and in an 80,000-seat stadium, yeah. it's not going to make a, a significant impact. So that, that becomes the challenge. Yeah. How did you think, you know, I, I know it's not, the Browns, but how did you think the Bengals looked? How did you What, what did you think of Burrow? We're going to have to see him again yeah. later in the season. So what did you think of him? What did you think of the team that, that they put on the field on Thursday night? I,
2: well, I'll get back to Burrow, but we were saying in the press box, I mean, if, for the last three years, it seems like every time we have played the Bengals, their running game has just gone loose on us. Like just off, I mean, it was it Giovanni Bernard. Yeah. I mean, it was like two. I mean, like like even people in the press box were like, "Who is this? Like, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> like this is insane." So I, I felt like they did a really good job of that because they, you know, they were doing the same thing we were trying to do. They wanted to control the ball. They wanted to limit our possessions. I think if you look at that first quarter, both teams. I don't know the exact time on it, but I, I just know from tracking the uh, the plays. Both teams had a seven plus minute drive, close to eight minute drive. Um, so Browns came out and had their seven minute drive. Bengals came out and had theirs. Or no, it was Bengals first, then the Browns um, because we deferred on the toss. Yeah, Bengals
1: had a 747, yeah. and then the Browns came back with a 525.
2: But shoot, those, yeah, I, I mean, those, it was good to see that. And um, it was good to see Burroughs. I thought he had a great command of the offense. Did Baker? Yes, I think Baker did a great job of controlling the game. But I I think Joe Burrows, I I would say, I I thought he was, you know, he had moments where he looked a little skittish. But I think for the most part, him coming here into Cleveland for a second game, I think he he, he looked pretty advanced. I I think he's going to be the real deal. I mean, he made some mistakes. I mean, I'm not going to say he didn't make any mistakes. But I think most of the mistakes that he made were mistakes that you can you can learn from him. It wasn't like a mechanical thing or not reading defenses. I I mean, I I think a lot of the mistakes he made were things that you're going to learn and and you're going to pick up from year one to year two. Yeah. I think the
1: question for him is, is not necessarily how low his floor is going to be. I think it's pretty evident, even just in the limited time that you've seen him, that he will be a competent NFL quarterback, right? Whether he, elevates himself to a very good or an excellent NFL quarterback is is to be determined but I think he's shown just early in his career with you know some of the 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 deficiencies that they have on offense and their offensive line and his ability to hang in there and and make those plays that he's gonna if you put a good offensive line in front of him he's gonna be a good NFL quarterback And so that's the challenge for them is is to assemble those pieces, but he's getting those reps and nobody expected the Bengals to be great this year, even if they don't win a whole ton of games. I think people are looking at it as it's a building block. They're looking two, three years down the line here.
2: Well, I think the nice thing for him is uh, in both quarterbacks benefited from it on Thursday, I thought his line did a, they did an okay job. I mean, they didn't come in lauded as, you know, being one of the best lines in the league, but I think, They did enough to give him opportunities to um, get some passes off. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they were great, but uh, it'll be a challenge for them throughout
1: the season. He's going to get a ton of pressure. Yeah, We're moving into this week, Tony. The Washington football team (laughs) is playing the Cleveland Browns this week. In Cleveland, you'll be there. Yes be there early <laughs> what are you looking for from the offense from the defense I think from a defensive side of the ball Brandon Scherf now being out placed on injured reserve for the Redskins you know he's an anchor for that piece of that offensive line the pressure they're going to be able to get up front is hopefully going to be increased and again as I said earlier I'm not the biggest fan of Dwayne Haskins so I think if we can get in his face there can be be the creation of some turnovers. It's a perfect team, I think, for this Browns defense to face. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it from that side of things. And then offensively, I think they shouldn't change the game plan a lick from what
2: it was Thursday night. No. Uh, I mean, they they can even run the – plays in the same order but, i mean i yeah I would it'd almost, be probably a little surprising so yeah, i'd almost prefer it i i know i i think I, I like our chances um i think washington's got even compared to us which i i feel like you know we're we're trying to be humble and we're trying to uh you know not jump jump to conclusions here but i think we have a really good team talent wise on paper we've yet to really take that paper step and 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 put it Into play. I I mean, I I don't know. I think we have all the tools. I think we saw flashes of brilliance on Thursday. I thought that there were flashes of what this offense could look like if it's clicking and humming. But yeah, I with Washington, um, they're the perfect opponent at this perfect time because, as you stated, okay, yeah, no, we're not. We're not beating the Baltimore Ravens, but but we're we're getting wins where we need to get wins, and you know if the goal is to get to eight and eight, nine and seven, and in hope for a last minute bid, if you're going to get to eight and eight, it doesn't matter if the eight teams that you beat are not good teams. Like nobody's <laughs> saying that you know you don't get extra credit for beating a fourteen and two team. So if if you beat the teams on your schedule that we said at the beginning of the year, hey these these are the teams, you know, we said early on. Cincinnati and Washington are teams that we can beat if we can beat those teams we've got a better chance of getting to eight and eight and nine and seven than if we're losing to those teams I mean if we we talked about it last week and luckily it didn't happen I mean god forbid if we had lost to Cincinnati we I mean season's over so we didn't do that but now we go to this next week we can't lose this week because we won last week and say that oh you know we'll just Take this one off, but yeah. but now for one and 2 or one and two. It doesn't matter. We, we've got to make sure that we start stringing it. And I think too, when it comes to Stefanski, uh, we talk about the players and them needing to build confidence. I think Stefanski needs to build confidence too, because I'm not really sure. When you think about it, right? It's uh, you, you borrow your buddy's car and it's got all the buzz, bells and whistles <laughs> in it, right? I mean, the first time you drive it, you're just trying to figure out where things are at. Like, I where's the blinker at to, to turn left? <laughs> right? Now that he's you know getting a little bit more settled in, and he, because we didn't have the the preseason games to get that, now he's going to see, hey, here's what I here's what this guy can do in this situation. Here's what I can trust him to do in this situation, and I think it's going to make it easier for him when he's calling plays. He's not going to have to guess. He's not going off of film anymore. He's going off of what his eyes have seen in practice and what his eyes have seen in a game, and I think he'll start to build that confidence because we're often talking about player confidence. But when when it comes to Stefanski calling this offense, he has to have confidence in his ability to decide who's going to get the ball when and how. I think games like this it helps to build that up a little bit. I mean, it's you know it's it's like a prize fighter. I mean, you're not you're not going after the number one contender all the time. I mean, sometimes you got to have warm up fights for that big (laughs) fight. I mean, you're just not not fighting Tyson every week. I mean, every once in a while you got to have a you know. Tomato candidate <laughs> yeah, uh, Peter McNeely out yeah. there. Yeah, Peter. Oh, how dare you? Uh, <laughs> it he was, was Rob <laughs> <laughs> of, of his ability to stand. Yeah, yes.
1: no, no. no, and that and that's true. And I think also heading into Dallas, right, as you're looking to, I know the guys in locker no. room. You never want to look ahead, but it right. happens, right? <laughs> you don't want to go into. You take, hey, you take all of the kind of energy. And confidence coming out of Cincinnati, you don't want to waste it by losing the game to Washington, especially at home. And then have to travel to Dallas the next week where you know you're facing an elite NFL team. And that's going to be a super challenge specifically for the defense to try to slow down that Dallas offense. But again, that's next week. But you don't want to burn the confidence, the energy, the momentum that you have by coming in and laying an egg against this Washington football team.
2: Yeah, no. I, I mean, it's 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 you know I hate to say it back to back weeks, but it's a it's a must win because you you want you want to go into Dallas two and one. I think you have to if, if you're if you're thinking we can make the
1: playoffs at eight and eight or nine and seven, you're gonna have to win the games that are winnable on the schedule, the games that you're a favorite in. You're gonna have to upset somebody at some point, but you must win the games that you are a favorite in. Yeah. And speaking of that, Tony. Here's the line: Browns minus seven. Taking the points, or you taking the Browns?
2: Man, you, you know, after seeing what I saw last week, I think we're going to put up some points on Washington. But after seeing what I saw last week, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not certain that Washington isn't going to score thirty points on either. Uh, you, you know, uh, yeah, Chase Young just
1: scares me, man.
2: I I I'm gonna go, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Browns. I'm gonna go with this covering. Okay. I I'm gonna do that. Okay. I mean, I'm not putting any actual real money on it. I'm not, <laughs> but but, but uh, you know, for the sake of this argument or conversation, yeah.
1: Uh, uh yeah. I, I'm actually gonna agree with you. I'm gonna take the Browns and I am gonna give the points. I I think this team's gonna put up some points and I think the Scherf injury is is significant, and I don't think their offensive line is an elite offensive line. And I think the front four is going to be able to get some significant pressure on Haskins, and that's going to force some mistakes from him. Yeah. And the defense is is hopefully going to be able to capitalize on those. That That's where I'm worried, is that he's going to make the mistakes, but they're going to fall incomplete or they're going to tink off somebody's hands we're not going to be able to capitalize on them. That's that's the only reason I would consider taking the points, but I'm going to have confidence in the defense this week that they're going to make the plays that they're supposed to make as professional football players. And, and the Browns are going to, the Browns are going to cover the seven points. The over under is 44. I'll give you the numbers here. Browns 38, six week one. So would have pushed on the 44. Obviously, 35 and 30 this past week so definitely uh would have would have easily surpassed the over under
2: i'll
1: give you the redskins i'll give you the redskins last week arizona they lost 30 to 15 so would have hit the over and then week one against the eagles 27 17 so they would have pushed as well
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Browns and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Browns and I'm gonna go with the over I'm gonna go with the over All right I'm taking the over too uh, To yeah. me it's a no brainer Yeah I'm doing the math in my head which is where I'm you know, <laughs> starting, starting to get dizzy the room's spinning But but uh I I th- I, I think we'll do it I, I think we'll, we'll t- I mean I think we're gonna put some points up on them I I, I gotta believe that everyone in that locker room now that we saw it, it, you know which is funny. How you see it from the outside more faster than you see it from the inside, but I think after last week, there's no way you put that genie back in the bottle with our our running back tandem. I mean, Chubb and Hunt should both have a thousand yards at the end of the season. They should both have it, and they should get it easily. I, I mean, I'm probably week eleven, week twelve. If we <laughs> if we do it right, we
1: can't go that far. But. Well,
2: if if we do it, if well, one of them should be over. By week eleven, I think. Yeah. Um. You know, it all depends. Um. But, but, I I think if we if we just keep running those two, uh, we we should win this game handily, and we should be able to put up some points. Just a matter of of sticking to that plan. Um. And and I think maybe even uh, you know, once we start to focus and these teams start to focus on that uh, running game, I think that's when we're probably going to see, you know, our wide receivers start to to light it up a little bit more, too. Because, you know, after a while, the defenses not only get tired, but they start to get lax because they're expecting a run. Yeah and you know we can do the play action. Yeah, for me it's much simpler. It's I either trust that the Browns offense will put
1: up some significant points oh, or that the 50. Browns defense will give up some significant points yeah. and that somewhere in the twain the either other offense or the Browns offense the other defense the Browns will uh compensate by giving up a couple points uh, and and making it somewhere to 30 to 14 uh seems pretty reasonable to me. So I think yeah. Over 44. Uh, since neither of those teams has had a game that's under that, um, you would have pushed twice, and you would have won twice yeah. at that number. I'm I feel comfortable taking that number. What is the thing about Washington that would concern you the most entering this matchup?
2: You touched on it earlier. I mean, if if they if they decide to just keep attacking the middle of our defense and just consistently do that. I think they're gonna they're gonna find success. Will it be enough success to win? I I, I don't believe so. But but you know th- that goes back that goes back to what you said. They could they could have enough uh, enough success to put up points, and then they could allow us to beat ourselves. I mean, because we're still that team. I mean, we still have the ability yeah. to throw a game away. I think you, you know Baker. Um, we had the the, the one interception. Um, you know, it was like, what? What where are you? What are you doing? Where are you throwing this ball? I, I think that was like a, it was a rookie mistake um, from a third-year quarterback, and and it's you know, you just, I, I don't know. I, I think you know if they keep attacking our middle, and this goes for every team until we pick up a linebacker. In. I, I mean, honestly, I, I mean, well, any, anybody. And, and, I mean,
1: and you, as you mentioned that, though, I mean, and that was a key interception, right? Yeah, the Browns were up oh, twelve. Was they're terrible. they're driving down the field, and then Cincinnati gets the pick and goes the opposite way. I mean, they drive eighty yards and and make it a five point game. Like I said earlier, yeah, it was nice that to see the Browns be able to respond to that. But the fact that they had to respond to that yeah. is the challenge, and it's because they were put in a bad situation
2: by a poor decision. Yeah, it, was a te- it was a terrible decision. I mean, it was one of those ones where when he threw it, I know the press box is supposed to stay neutral, but the whole place is like, what the hell? I, I mean. You yeah. hear groans in yeah. press boxes. I yeah. mean, yeah, we've been in enough press boxes. Yeah. That that you hear that oh. but the minute he let that thing go, it's like this is not going to end well. This ball is not going to a good place. And um, but but he threw it anyhow, and uh, and that's what I mean. So if if, if I'm Washington, that's going to be my game. My game plan if I'm Washington is essentially the same game plan the Browns have. I'm going to try to run the ball, make some plays up the seams in the middle, and and just attack that weakness and see what you can do. I mean, you know, if they can put up points and they can force a couple stupid turnovers, you know, we're always good for one or two of those. Um, (laughs) You know, that could be the difference of the game.
1: Well, and I think that's how we see this team coming to the next level is you have to eliminate that turnover every week that has come to be expected that happens. And if you can eliminate those turnovers, because enough of them are going to happen just fluky, where... You have to control the horrible decisions that lead to turnovers, yeah. And that's how they're going to be able to go eight and eight or nine and seven if they can pull it off. Yeah. So Tony, we have the Browns, we have them covering the yep. seven point spread, and we have them going over forty-four. Any additional insights to this weekend's game against against the Washington football team that you want to add?
2: No, I, I think the biggest thing for me, I, I guess, as non-football related, um, I will say the the one my one takeaway from last week because I was I was kind of concerned and just wondering how things were going to work. Uh, I thought the fans did a great job that were there. Uh, I mean, there wasn't any major incidents that that I could see from from our perch, so I, I thought that was good. I'm real interested in seeing if if we play play nice uh, in September. Do, do we do we get? to add more fans as we go along Um, because I do think, you know, like I said, watching that, that Seattle game, I mean, the piped in sound is just not the same. I I, I don't know. It it just doesn't, it didn't feel like game day on, on Thursday. And and it was, Uh it was a big time, you know, it was a Thursday night game, but it just didn't, when you don't have the fans and you don't have that energy around the stadium, um, it does make it a little bit tough for the, um, for the guys to get up. And I, I think if we can start adding you know our fans to the mix more and more, um, especially towards the end of the season. I think it could make a difference for us in a couple of these games. Because I know our guys feed off of that that crowd. Well, I think everybody does,
1: both sides. Even if it is not your home side, I think that energy's there. But I think obviously it's it's better when you're at home and you have people cheering for you, I don't yeah, opposed yeah. to
2: yelling obscenities at you. But 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 I thought you know my biggest my biggest takeaway from from last week was just that was just uh, I was I was love the love the crowd first and foremost the way they and and I and I do have to say that I was impressed with the offense that was called maybe during the game I can take a three or four times where I was like why did we run that but I mean it, it, that compared to where we've been in the last couple years where I'm like <laughs> um, just on every play I'm like yeah. what are we doing here um, so I, you know, I thought I, I could not complain, man. When you got you're running for over 200 yards a game, you're controlling the ball on the ground, you're you, you know you're doing all the right things. Yeah, I don't think anybody's ever going to complain about that. And people say, well, it was the Bengals?" But you know, as you stated, it it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, if we had lost to them, where would we be at? So the fact that we beat them, I'm okay with that. You can only beat the
1: team that you're playing. Yeah. So that's who we were playing, and we beat them. And that's what counts. And now you move on to next week and you look at the same thing with the Washington football team. Hey, this is the team we're playing. This is the team we need to beat. As you said earlier, you don't get any extra wins for beating a 14-2 and team. You you get the same amount of wins as you (laughs) do beating a 2-14 and team. Take the win. Move forward. Keep that momentum going. And I think everybody's a lot more excited about this season than they were after week
2: one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because – if, if we lose to Cincinnati, we don't have to worry about more fans in the stadium. We're no, have we don't. Trouble. Have. Yeah, if they would have lost to
1: Cincinnati, we'd if have worry about six thousand. Get- tickets are are kind of expensive right now. Uh, obviously, limited in supply. So it looked like if you wanted to go to the game on the secondary market, you might be able to get some tickets. The as low as a hundred and forty four dollars. Tony, that's the cheap seats. Right now, whereas last year I think I think you could have gone for five bucks. Obviously the supply is yeah. limited and the okay. demand is a little higher now that week one is over and week two was very successful yeah. for the Cleveland Browns. All right, Browns backers. Thanks for tuning in. We'll touch base with you next week and talk about a two and one Browns team looking to head to Dallas. Chug Chug.